Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 41 of the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast with me, your host and certified life coach, Katrin Bernd. How are you guys doing this week? I personally am amazing because I've spent all of last week creating my brand new coaching program and my free video series all about why we become grumpy girlfriends, why it's so hard to stop and how to actually stop without it being a huge dramatic struggle. This new updated coaching program is the result of an entire year's work with grumpy girlfriends who really just want to enjoy their good relationships. I can't wait to start taking more amazing girlfriends through this process and seeing all the progress they make. If you want to check out my free video series, go to my website, katrinbarnt.com, and check it out. It's completely free, and you'll learn a lot about why your behavior probably feels really out of your control, and why your attempts at stopping this behavior most likely have failed. So go to katrinbarnt.com to check that out. But now, let's dive into this week's podcast episode about thought errors. I'm going to really struggle saying errors this entire episode, but I will do my best. A thought error is a thought that is often habitual and subconscious that creates a strong urge to act in a way that creates a negative result for us. For example, If you often snap at your partner for not doing their chores or start arguments about laundry, the thought error might be, my partner acts like an irresponsible child. You might not consciously think this thought in the moment, but it might be one of your subconscious thought errors that send anger, frustration, or grumpiness into your body and creates the urge to scold your partner or punish them or start an argument about something that on the surface, it seems kind of unimportant. Thought errors are sneaky because they often feel 100% true, as if we're simply like observing reality. But when we start blurring the lines between reality, meaning objective facts and data in the world with our subjective thoughts about those things, well, we run into trouble pretty quickly. When we don't acknowledge that our thought errors are actually chosen thoughts, that we are repeatedly choosing to think about things, we also don't really spend any time questioning them. If we think they're facts, we're not going to spend time questioning them. So they're left in our subconscious mind, unquestioned, creating urges in our bodies that make us act in a way we don't want to act. It's just not a good time altogether. So what exactly decides if the thought we're thinking is an error thought or just a regular thought? It's not how much evidence we can gather to support it. It's not how many people agree or disagree with us. It really has nothing to do with the thought itself. Isn't that curious? The way that we want to decide 
if it's a thought error or not, is by looking at what it creates for us in our lives. When I say what the thought creates for us, what I'm referring to is the model that I use a lot in my coaching. The model consists of five parts in the following order. First, we have a circumstance, meaning a fact out in the world. Then we have the thoughts we think about the circumstances and what we make them mean. So it's all about our thoughts, the stories we tell, etc. And that includes thought errors. And then we have how the thoughts that we think make us feel. So next up is our emotions. Then the next part of the model is the actions that those feelings, those emotions make us take and how we behave. It includes actions and inactions. And then finally, the last part of the model is what results we create in our own lives based on the actions that we are taking. So in order to know if a thought is a thought error or not, we need to understand how they make us feel, how we act when we feel that way, and what we create for ourselves when we take those actions. The goal isn't always to remove the thought completely. Sometimes it's enough to just tweak the thought and create a new perspective in order to generate a different emotion and then stop rewarding the urge to act in a way we don't want to act. It's totally okay to be upset about things or to not like things or disagree about things and so on. And it might feel uncomfortable from time to time. Thoughts like that might create negative emotions in your body. But how you feel in your body isn't necessarily an indication of a thought error either. It's how you act because of it that we want to spend the most time examining. How you act and the result that creates. Let's take a look at some common examples that show up for a lot of my clients. First off, you and your partner have plans this weekend, and your partner, last minute, says that they have to go into work for a couple of hours. Your immediate reaction is to get upset with your partner and create an argument about the fact that you had plans, and it makes no sense that they have to go into work on a weekend, and that they should prioritize the relationship more. By reacting this way, you notice that you distance yourself from your partner, you might even ruin your experience of the rest of your weekend together, and you react instinctively in a way that you don't really like. This is a sign that there's a thought error in there creating an urge in your body to cause an argument in this situation. What could that thought error be? To figure that out, we can ask ourselves, why is this a problem? What am I making this mean? That usually brings up the reason we explode and act the way we do. The thought error might be, this is the first step towards our relationships fizzling out. Or, my partner doesn't want to spend time with me. Those thoughts probably generate a strong urge to prevent this horrible thing from happening. 
and the horrible thing being your partner going into work for a couple of hours before spending time with you. We will go through what to do about thought errors later in the episode, so now let's look at another example. You come home from work, and your partner is sitting in front of a computer playing games. There are dishes in the kitchen, and dinner has not been prepared. Your immediate reaction is to yell at your partner that they should put in effort and help out around the apartment more, and that they're lazy for not doing all the things before you get home from work. You feel very justified, and your frustration makes total sense. In this moment, you can easily argue for why you should feel this way, and why your reaction is warranted in this moment. But if we then look at the reaction itself, what did it create for you? Did it change the fact that dinner wasn't made and that there were dishes in the kitchen? No, obviously not. It just instead created a disconnection between you and your partner. You're now beating your partner up or you're beating yourself up over how you reacted. And it just creates more negativity for you all around. So the question is, what is the thought error here? Is the thought error that you like clean kitchens and dinner? Probably not. What thought created the urge to yell at your partner? That strong urge to just explode at them right away. Where did that come from? What was going on inside of your mind at that time? Was it perhaps the thought, my partner never helps out? Or, I have to do everything around here. Or, my partner deserves to be punished now. Or, now I have to do all of this myself. What thoughts came up for you that justified your behavior in that moment? Remember, your behavior isn't objectively bad or wrong. You're the one who gets to decide if the way you act is creating a result that you like or not. And it's based off of that result and your personal opinion of it that that's lays the foundation for the changes that you choose to make. So if you behave in a way that you don't want to behave, that is a reason to start looking for the thought errors that justify that behavior, that subconsciously cheer you on in the moment, that makes it feel incredibly important and urgent to react right here, right now. Another example is if you observe an inaction that you take that you don't like. Perhaps you wish you would initiate sex more often than you do in your relationship, but you just can't get yourself to do it. In this case, there's probably a strong urge not to do it. Not to initiate, get naked, do all the things. And if you have a desire to change that, you definitely want to explore what thought errors are allowing you to continuously choose not to initiate sex over choosing to actually do it. To find those thought errors, just ask yourself, why? Why do I not want to do it? The answer will often be the thought errors themselves. They don't have to be dramatic to be thought errors. It's enough to think, 
oh, I can't be bothered, it's not worth the hassle, or I'll do it tomorrow. Those are thought errors that justify your inaction and for sure stand in the way of the change you want to make. Remember, we can absolutely argue for our thought errors and why they are true. But the reasons they are errors to begin with is because they are standing in the way of the behavior that you desire, the actions that you want to take. Thoughts being true or not is very often completely irrelevant. What is relevant and interesting to explore is what the thoughts create in your life through how you feel and how you then act. And before we dive into the solution and what to do about the thought errors, I also want to quickly mention another example of a thought error that might not apply to all of you, but I still want to give you that perspective. And that is if you are in a, an abusive or a very unhealthy, harmful relationship. In that case, the thought error might be the thought that convinces you to continuously choose to stay in a really bad relationship. So can you see how the desired behavior in an abusive relationship might be to leave? So what the thought, the beliefs, and the feelings that create an urge or desire for you to stay in this relationship, those would be considered thought errors. So it's not always about thought errors being things that ruin your experience of something. Sometimes the thought error is actually creating you being okay with a situation that you might not want to be okay with. So I just wanted to show you that there's another side of that coin as well. That is why it's so important to understand that we judge thought errors by the actions they make us take and our own opinion of those actions and if we want to change them. So here's the process I want you to go through in order to start uncovering your thought errors and begin paying attention to when they show up and what they create for you. Start off by observing a habit, action, behavior, inaction that you would like to change for yourself. What is a situation that either has happened recently or happens regularly where you're not a fan of how you show up and behave? Once you know how you act or don't act, we want to figure out what feeling you usually have in your body when you act that way. What is the emotion driving you in that moment? Is it anger, fear, laziness, helplessness, or something else? Try to figure out exactly what emotion is fueling this reaction that you don't like. Once you have nailed down the feeling that you have inside your body, it's time to go looking for the thoughts that create that feeling. What thoughts are you thinking and believing in that moment that send this specific emotion into your body that in turn fuels your unwanted reaction? While you go through this process, your brain, it's going to argue with itself. It absolutely does not want to let go 
of these thoughts. <laughs> because if you let go of these thoughts or even acknowledge that they are thoughts and not facts, your familiar, comfortable, learned behavior needs to start changing. And your brain really doesn't like that. So while going through this, I want to remind that part of your brain that we're not going to change anything at this point. This is just an exercise in uncovering subconscious thoughts and beliefs and just looking at them. It's okay if those beliefs feel justified and very true. They are allowed to. For now. So, just keep exploring what your brain is doing in the moment when your body is filled with that strong urge to react. What sneaky thoughts justify your reaction, your habit, or your behavior? Once you have your thought error, perhaps you even created a little list of thought errors that usually pop up, just sit with them for a while. Spend some time with them, look at them on a piece of paper, hold the thoughts in your hand, and observe them. Start thinking about them as thought errors. Not bad thoughts, not wrong thoughts, not stupid thoughts, not incorrect thoughts, nothing like that. Just, whoopsie, here's an error. <laughs> it's an error because your brain believes it to be true, but it creates a bad result for you. We don't get mad at errors that show up. We simply observe them and what they produce in the long run. And then we can gently solve the error when it shows up. So the point in uncovering and becoming aware of your thought errors is so that in the moment when they do show up and do urge you to react in the way that you don't want to react, you're not caught off guard anymore. They don't surprise you anymore. You're aware of them, you expect them to show up, and most importantly, you're equipped with a toolbox to solve the error before you react the way you don't want to. In that toolbox that you need to solve the error, there are two important tools, <laughs> components. The first tool is to allow the urge. As soon as the thought error comes up and you notice it, you'll also probably immediately notice the sensation in your body, the emotion that this error produces that makes you want to act in that unwanted way. You need to practice the skill of allowing the emotion without resisting or obeying it. Just allow your body to be the vessel in which this emotion flows. The second tool that you need in your toolbox is a new intentional thought that solves the thought error. These thoughts need to be chosen ahead of time because in the moment you won't stand a chance against the power of your brain's primitive programming. It will argue with you until you give up and give in. So that's why you need to do this work ahead of time. Find your thought errors and decide what you want to believe instead in that moment. If the thought error is that your partner is an irresponsible child, 
your replacement thought might be, my partner is an adult and so am I. Or, I am in control of my reactions. Or, I deserve to be proud of how I act. The replacement thought just needs to feel better and remind you of how you actually want to show up in this moment. If the thought error is that your partner doesn't want to spend time with you and that this will be the end of your relationship, your replacement thought might be, I'm okay here and now and I love my partner. Or, I don't have to rehearse a future problem today. Or, it is possible that this is not a problem at all. If the thought error is that initiating sex is not worth the hassle and you don't feel like it, your replacement thought might be, it is always worth it, or my body deserves pleasure, or I never regret it afterwards. Now, the way that we go about solving the error really matters. We can't do it with force. Just telling your brain to shut up and slamming the replacement thought in its face will for sure not work. That's why allowing the emotion that comes up is so important. If we try to silence the thought error and eliminate it from our brains, we're actually resisting the emotion that the thought is creating. So what I want you to do instead is imagine holding your thought error in one hand and holding your replacement thought in the other. Just hold both of them in that moment and allow the urge to react, to flow through your body. Because of your prefrontal cortex, you can override your primitive brain's programming. You just have to consciously choose to do it. No actions are actually out of your control, so you are safe to do this process. They only feel out of your control because you're not conscious about it and you're not making intentional decisions in the moment and you don't yet know the skill of allowing a feeling that is urging you to react without obeying it. So holding both the thought error and labeling it as an error in your mind while you're holding your intelligent replacement thought in the other hand and processing the urge in your body is going to allow you to increase the time between the situation, the trigger itself, and your habitual programmed reaction. And as you spend time allowing the urge without obeying it, it will slowly but surely dissipate and go away. And what you're left with is your thought error that you have now processed, and your intentional thought that you consciously want to choose to believe. This is a pretty simple process, but it does take planning ahead, being intentional, paying attention, having the courage to feel without resisting or reacting, and actually committing to putting in the effort. And this is a skill that you have to practice and learn by doing over and over again. We don't do it once and then we're done. These thought errors are well rehearsed by your brain and they know exactly when to pop up and start controlling and influencing your reactions. So you need to commit to introducing your intentional thought and processing the emotion every single time you notice the thought error appearing in your brain. Practice, practice, practice. 
If you want to learn more about this concept and why allowing the emotion without obeying it is such a crucial part to changing your behavior and changing your thoughts, head on over to katrinbandt.com and check out that free three-part video series that I created where I explain exactly how all of this works. I will talk to you next week.